Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. It's a Bachelor Monday. That's right. Monday, January 29th, 2024. How is everyone doing out there? I've got Bachelor news. Rachel Recchia released a bombshell TikTok. Not bombshell, but pretty interesting stuff talking about her picker being off. And uh, we got some other uh, science news. I've got Drew Barrymore, Joe Biden, Taylor Swift. I've got it all, folks. We got it all for you. Hit the, uh, uh, what, what's the button you can hit? You're listening. Make sure to leave a review, rate it, and love it. All right. Tonight, I will be going live. One hour before the East Coast airing. So that means uh, 7 p.m. East Coast. That means 6 6 p.m. East uh, Central Time Zone and 4 p.m. West Coast. If you're in Mountain, do the math. Who's in Mountain? You know what I mean? So either way, you can join me on the YouTube tonight. Go check that out and then after the show live stream. I'll tell you what, if a lot of people show up, we'll keep doing them. If people don't show up, we'll just let the market decide. You know what I mean? But I do want to tell you, I've got new fiber internet. It is moving fast. They're not a sponsor. I literally moved across the country into a home just to get faster internet. And boy, is it doing well. Sure, maybe because we're having a baby and we have to to extend our family. Yeah, that too, but really for the internet. All right, let's go to a couple uh, trailers for tonight's episode. Week two, Joey is doing the old wedding you know, uh, 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 group date where he gets all the ladies dolled up in wedding dresses and they pretend like they've known each other for more than one hour. Have a listen. I've never dated this many women at once. When a man loves a woman. I haven't felt this way about somebody in a long time. wants to see that. I've been feeling some type of way about the other girls. It was very condescending, and I'm not going to tolerate that. She's made her mind up. She's leaving. Coming up tonight on The Bachelor. And again, whether it's condescending or not, we'll be the judge. We will be watching all of the pre-show trailers, this and that. Here's another one. This is Jesse Palmer hitting the balls with Joey. Of course, he's a tennis pro. Jesse Palmer, former professional NFL football player. And here they are chatting while they hit the balls. They should do a podcast like this. Yep, perfect. You're just trying to hit it nice and soft and trying to control it. That's perfect. Joey, I feel like if I had you as my coach when I was a kid, I might be on tour. You would have had a little bit more help. Oh, Oh, there it is. Coming into today, I feel a lot of excitement. Last night, I met an amazing group of women, and I'm so eager to learn more. On that forehand, don't be afraid to push a little bit more out. This is why you're The Bachelor, being a good communicator. I appreciate you saying that, man. I'm just going to try to do my best. That's all I can do. You will. Just be authentic and be yourself, and I know you're going to be that. If you navigate this as well as you teach tennis, (laughs) we'll be good to go. You're going to find your person. We'll be good to go. I know you are. I I love it. I'm here to find my wife, and I think after last night, I am more hopeful than ever that my wife could be here. 
All right. I mean, I feel like I would love to, I wish they mic'd Joey up for the fantasy suites because he's so supportive. I can just imagine him being like, yeah, no, no, don't, don't be afraid to tickle the balls. Use the forehand. You know, just like, okay, what are they doing? All right. Well, that'll be on tonight's episode. And oh, there's one more clip. We have Daisy getting the first one-on-one. Again, these aren't spoilers. These are promotional clips. Here's the first one-on-one of 2024's Bachelor, Daisy. All right. So we are at the Beach Life Ranch. Okay. And not only are we going to the festival today, we also have access. Are you feeling ready to go? We can do it. Yeah. You good? Yeah. Let's do it. Today, I'm going on the first one-on-one with Joey. I'm honestly so stoked to do whatever we're doing. Perfect. Thank you guys. Cheers. I'm feeling great. I'm just really excited around Daisy right now. A little spot over here. I feel like I don't know a lot about what you do. So I'm transitioning out of doing software sales and running my nonprofit full time. That's awesome. Yeah, it just helps kids see what makes them different. It can be like empowering. I definitely had to do some dancing around my cochlear implant. And I don't want to tell him right now because it's just not the right like moment. But right now I have a really good feeling about me and Joey. There it is. All right. So she's nervous to tell him about her cochlear implant. Of course, as we know, this is all producer planned. Don't tell him about that till the dinner date. You'll pull your hair behind your ear and he'll have this crazy reaction and you'll fall in love. And next thing you know, there'll be a shot of a you know water spout in the grass the morning after and there'll be a cochlear implant dangling off of the nightstand with a you know used tissue. Okay, so it's, <laughs> that's what they're going to do. That's what they do. All right, from uh, one bachelor, Joey, to former bachelorette, Rachel Recchia. Here she is doing what the ladies call contouring, which is where she puts on makeup to trap, I mean, to disguise, no, I mean, to further accentuate their features. Now, like, I know a lot of people contour. It's the same thing. Look, hey, ladies, don't get mad at me. I get it. Men do the same thing, the way we shave our beards into making it look like we have a chin. I understand. We do the same thing down in the nether regions to make ourselves look a little bit bigger. All right, folks, but either way, here's Rachel contouring as she describes how her picker may be off. Have a listen. Let's talk about dating. It is no secret that I have absolutely probably the worst picker on planet Earth. I truly don't even understand why. A lot of times when I'm making a decision, deep down inside, I just feel like it's the most logical decision. But because of this, my goal this year is to try to be able to start spotting red flags another thing that i learned about myself since going on the show i really really like a guy who has a cool job be literally anything but if it's like unconventional um it just makes him like a thousand times more attractive to me maybe it's because i'm a pilot and i'm a freak honestly haven't (laughs) dated really much at all in between any of the shows i feel like i've had to like do a lot of work on myself. I also really love the idea of meeting someone um, in a non-conventional way. I'm not on any of the dating apps. We're just trying to meet men in the wild. People always ask me for like dating advice and I truly believe that I'm the last person on earth who should be giving 
any dating advice. But I, I, by the way, I like her self-deprecative de nature. I, there really is something about Rachel I like. It is not because she's a finished product. I don't think anybody is. Everyone's working on themselves. So she's aware that her picker may be off. She's aware it hasn't worked out well for her. It is kind of lame, though, that she didn't get a, you know, like she had to split time with Gabby. And I think Gabby uh, came off as the louder funny one. But if I, and I truly mean this, I truly mean this. If I had to pick who's funnier between Gabby and Rachel, Rachel's really funny. I mean, she's really, in her comment section, someone said, I related to you so heavily on The Bachelor, LOL. Her response was, OMG, I'm praying for you. I'm sorry. Rachel, Rachel deserves the comedic respect that I don't think she gets. I am not because I also have dated, I dated a lot of people. In the past, I've loved to be like cheeky about it, like post a blurry picture. Just to be like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm dating one, but I'm done. No more soft launch, no more hard launch. I truly just in my heart of hearts do not believe that any man should ever be able to say that they dated you. It didn't happen and you cannot prove that it happened. My best friend Nate is a pilot and I'm listed as his partner. So for that reason, he's never allowed to get married. When we go to Europe, a lot of times he will go on Hinge and he'll um, like make dates. He went on this like super cute date. One time this guy was like, how do you expect to have anything serious if you're always traveling, you're always in Europe? I'm like, that's because I'm looking for my husband in Europe. I fully believe that my husband is going to be from overseas. I'm obviously being dramatic, but one time a psychic told me I was going to meet my husband overseas. A fun fact about me is I love going to the psychic all the time, especially after I go through a breakup. I had a psychic tell me, multiple psychics, that I'm only having girls. And so that's another bit that I also love to tell men. I love that one. I think I used to take dating like super, super, super seriously, and now I'm just very much in my unserious dating era unserious but like also if you want to go to vegas and get married i'm also um gonna be down for that <laughs> guys I, I don't know i'm sorry i love her i'm not in her, my serious dating phase but i'll also get married with you today gotta love her give her another shot at bachelorette let me know what you guys think we'll be back with a lot more content right after the break all right, you know me, I'm not trying to uh, fear monger out here, but there is an asteroid the size of 64 Canadian geese passing Earth tomorrow. That's what NASA says. Now, I don't know if NASA used the term Canadian geese. I'm not sure if that is the new metric system. How tall are you? Four and a half Canadian geese. Well, I only date guys that are five Canadian geese tall. You know, calculations by NASA predict that the asteroid won't come anywhere close to Earth during its flyby. This is an article by the JerusalemPost.com, which is where I go to for all of my geese-based uh, measurements. An asteroid, this, no, sure enough, that's what they called it. The asteroid in question has been dubbed 2007 EG, according to the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Oh, that's so good. I didn't realize we had a center for near-Earth object studies. I'd rather not know when there is a near-Earth object to study, uh, but in this case, glad to know it is not close by. Also, I don't think I fear a rock that's the size of 64 Canadian geese. 
I mean, if it was the size of 64 American bald eagles, maybe, but these geese don't have shit on us. Um, now, why did, they, why did they call it Canadian geese? To put that in a more North American-friendly measure, let's use a metric that is a bit more familiar, if by no means friendly, to North American readers, the Canadian goose. Known as Branta canadensis, these foul waterfowl are infamous among people worldwide, especially in their native regions, for their aggressive and obnoxious behavior, that being Canadian geese and every American you've ever traveled with. But how do they stack up to an asteroid whose aggressiveness... So what a weird article that they, you know, I was thinking that maybe, maybe someone at NASA related it to 64 Canadian geese. How about this? This asteroid is the size of eight uh, Time Magazine featured Bachelor Rush Hour podcast hosts. How about that? That sounds a little bit better. All right. Juno writer Diablo Cody says, Oscars are cool, I guess, but give me Barbie's money. Of course, this is in response to the fact that Barbie director and creator, uh, I guess I can't say creator, director Greta Gerwig and uh, Barbie star Margot Robbie both uh, snubbed for the Oscars. And uh, Diablo Cody says, hey, cool. Let me get that paycheck, though. Now, of course, you can't have it all. Not every big box movie also does well at the Oscars. But, you know, uh, you did have Ryan Gosling getting a nomination. Uh, so what did she have to say? Let's see. She says, um, she says, no offense after you've low-key shaded a friend, if we're being honest. But let's be real. A ton of stars would make that deal for a billion-dollar movie. So she said that's no disrespect. She just said, hey, I'd be out there working on that Barbie project in a second, you know, because obviously the bigger the movie, usually the bigger the payoffs uh, when you have equity in that movie. Nicole Eggert says she regrets getting implants for Baywatch at 18 after revealing breast cancer diagnosis. Here's an article in page6.com. Baywatch alum Nicole Eggert, who recently announced her breast cancer diagnosis, Reveals she regrets going under the knife. I look at all these younger girls doing it and think, God, leave your bodies alone, she told people in an interview published Saturday. But when you have to put on that one piece and it's like you're so flat that it's like pleating, you got pleats across the front. You're like, what is this, she recalled. She also said, nothing you can do. You can't stuff it with anything. You can't do anything. Eager was not physically or mentally prepared to film in a tiny swimsuit every day. The Charlie's in the Charles in Charge alum said she had no idea she landed a spot on Baywatch and at the time thought she would be acting on a spin-off series about high school students in Malibu. It was a stupid 18-year-old decision, she said. Now again, I'm not blaming her for getting it. Everyone can do what they want when they're an adult here, uh, but sometimes people decide to go backwards after they get, you know, they'll get implants and they'll get explants. Some people get implants and your body's just fine with them. Some people get breast implant illness. That's just a term we've come to realize, which is essentially not a doctor, but it's uh, your body thinking there's a foreign object, which there is, and they're fighting it. So your body will get, you know, you know, it could, it could, you know, be low, low lying illness. It could be uh, anxiety or different things can go down and chances are it might be breast implant illness. It might not be. Nicole 52 has since undergone a series of breast augmentations, including a reduction that was documented on the e-show botched in 2015. Earlier this month, the mom of two's chest was in the news for a different reason. She revealed she had stage two uh, cribriform carcinoma. 
At the time of her announcement, Eggert said she was waiting to get into the operating room to have the painful lump in her left breast removed and to find out what she could uh, when she could start chemo. The blown away actress admitted she often panics, knowing that the cancer is growing inside her with every second that passes. And the most difficult part for her is the thought of leaving her daughters, Dylan, 25, and Keegan, 12. Uh, so either way, good to hear that she's trying to, you know, Take care of her body and do all that stuff there. Uh, very happy for her. Oh, did it say she had a GoFundMe here? I think it did. She added, she'll be unable to work while undergoing surgery and treatments. She has a long, scary road ahead and has a terrible time asking for help. I guess this is a friend of hers said, I implore you to help my friend afford her medical bills as well as feel secure that she won't be left without a home for her family during this extremely trying time. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Kyle Richards donated $1,000 to Eggert's GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Let's see what it's up to right now. I hate that people need to have GoFundMes. She has literal breast cancer and she needs a GoFundMe. I understand maybe healthcare shouldn't cover breast implants or any level of cosmetic procedure, but the fact you can't have your bills covered in the great country of the United States of America, what an atrocity we are all a part of right now. So either way, what's the, um, let's see, the GoFundMe, let's see how much has been raised here. $37,000 has been raised out of $100,000 to support Nicole Eggert, of course, in her time right now. So good luck to all that she's got going through. Hope she can really champion that sad illness there. Now we've got Maddie Pruitt uh, sharing uh, more info on purity culture. She said, why purity matters, helps you see and know God, makes you more like Jesus, protects your inner your peace, leads to confidence and freedom. No matter what your past looks like, this is a decision you can make from this day forward. Save for later or send to a friend who needs the encouragement. And here's Maddie Pruitt discussing purity culture. Say to somebody who is trying to live a pure life or mm. returning back to purity, what kind of boundaries would you offer or advice would you offer? Yeah. First of all, knowing your why. Like, why, why are you choosing purity? For me, it was so important for me to know I'm choosing purity because God's word literally says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Purity mm. leads me to be at a place where I can see God clearly. I, I can know him on an, in an intimate way. I want God's best for my life and I wanna see God and I want God in my, in my relationship. I've been able to see purity gives way more than maybe what the world would say it takes away. Actually pursuing purity is what leads to freedom. In the past, when like I had my moments of not pursuing purity, it led to shame, it led to confusion, it led to me lacking confidence in who I was in Christ and then trying to place that in someone else or in other things. And so yeah. pursuing purity has been able to give me that confidence of like, I know who I am in Christ. And that has been my why. And so in moments where it's been hard, I go back to that why. What would you... So of course, that's Maddie Pruitt sharing anecdotally why she feels better being pure, even though she doesn't really have anything to compare it to uh, since you know she was, uh, I think, married as a virgin. Uh, now, what I care what uh, people decide to do with their personal life, not, not, not at all. But what I don't really like is when I see people like Maddie sort of prophesizing her beliefs and saying, this is the way to be. Right, because it's like, look, what does she care how other people uh, navigate the, you know, finding out who they are? Someone commented, "You felt shame because the church told you to feel shame, not because you weren't pure." Now, of course, I've talked about this all the time. I don't think purity or whatever this term some Protestant like thought processes are, but I don't think purity really should. Uh, 
should uh, sort of reflect whether you've let somebody into your body or not. Purity is, are you doing things with good intentions? Do you have love in your heart? And sadly, a lot of people that preach purity culture, maybe not Maddie, but a lot of people do it to make uh, to out of hatred or fear. They'll say, "Oh, you're a used, washed up this, or you know, you're chewing gum. You've already been. Who's gonna want that?" And that's a that's a wrong way, in my belief, to look at people's bodies and the decisions they make. And if someone decides to wait to marriage, cool, whatever. But let's not pretend like they have any less amount of shame than somebody else. Shame is something other people bring on to us, right? All right, uh, don't shame me. I'm gonna take a break. I'll be back right after this. Oh, the comment sections for her Instagram are so funny. Someone says, let's be clear. Unpure sex acts lead you to shame because of the Christian purity culture you surround yourself with. Live without shame, no matter your purity. God loves you regardless. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, folks. Let's just move it along. Caitlin Bristow, we already covered this, spotted um, uh, with the Lautners, Taylor Lautner and Taylor Lautner, of course, the podcaster and the, uh, uh, what was he, uh, you know, what was he, uh, Werewolf, what was the guy? You know, you know what I'm talking about. At the Detroit Lions 49ers game. This morning's episode I recorded last night when the Lions were up 24 to 7. I was like, oh, it looks like they're going to win. They lost. They blew it. 49ers will be heading to the Super Bowl against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And we've got Joe Biden desperate for Taylor Swift's endorsement. Who wouldn't be? I want Taylor Swift's endorsement. Come on, that's not a problem. He said it should be easy enough. President Joe Biden and his team are reportedly yanking their hair out trying to get Taylor Swift's endorsement, but if history is any indication, there's nothing to worry about. The New York Times did a deep dive into Biden's 2024 campaign and specifically focused on how his age are apparently discussing T-Swift and brainstorming on ways to get her to officially sign her name on the Biden ticket heading into the November election. If I were her, I would try to get them to maybe endorse Medicare for all or other, you know, if I had the power that Taylor Swift has, I would say, let's uh, try to endorse taking money out of the election process. Let's let's make it so corporations can't fund candidates. Let's make it so, you know, I would do all of these things before giving away my endorsement. Why endorse something you don't exactly, you know, because you can't you can't uh you can't please everybody but i think we could go after i don't know universal income no maybe not universal basic income universal health care some universal things that help out the middle class maybe making it so you know uh it's easier to buy a home and own land and all the okay you get the point so either way we'll have to see if he wins her endorsement but i tell you what um she will not perform at the super bowl the stage is all ushers people were wondering maybe taylor swift will perform there was actually this conspiracy theory that some crazy person posted and they were verified and have their own following they were like get this this is it's all rigged the super bowl's rigged again Donald Trump. This is this is literally what people said. She's gonna so they're gonna get Kansas City Chiefs into the Super Bowl because Travis Kelsey is sponsored by Pfizer. And of course, like the Chiefs, you know, they won because they were the better team. And and then at the halftime, Taylor Swift's gonna sing uh, during the halftime show and then publicly endorse Joe Biden in front of everybody. Yeah. Okay, well, we don't have Taylor Swift. You want to know who we have? I'll tell you right now. This is who we have. Peace up. Peace A-Town. Oh, shit, baby. We got Usher. That's right. He's going to blow it up. Maybe we'll have Lil Jon. Maybe Ludacris. 
Who knows who he's going to have? But either way, very excited for Usher to uh, maybe just bring the roof down. Wouldn't that be fun? And I, I guess, look, hey, I guess that got us to the end here. So, um, yeah, Taylor Swift, of course, we've been covering this story nonstop. She's, while she won't be performing at the Super Bowl, they did show this moment right here I'll share with you where she may have said I love you to Travis Kelsey. Have a listen. Oh, that's not the video. Well, you know what? It's somewhere. Uh, but either way, they were spotted kissing. I won't play it for you because you can barely hear it. They were obviously sm- spotted smooching. And here's what I love about Taylor Swift. She's obviously on the top of the charts. She's one of the greatest musicians and the most well-known musicians that is to ever do it. And yet at the same time, Travis is kind of in his era. So afterwards, it was cool to see that she gave him his love, but he also took the time to get love from his dad, his brother, and all of the other people in his life. I'm sure she loves that she doesn't have to be the ultimate main focus if she's dating an athlete like he's got fans she's got fans they can do this thing a little public a little private they can relate on that level but she's not dating just a you know a douchebag musician John Mayer or whoever might be you know I don't know is an athlete any better well maybe maybe he's uh you know gotten the um you know the fun out of him and he's ready to settle down we'll have to see I'm here for it regardless I am a big fan of uh, Taylor Swift. And oh, I would love, could you imagine? They would never do it. She's too famous for this. But could you imagine if she just had a show like Keeping Up Their Kardashians where she's like, all right, I'm going to Travis's Super Bowl game today. Then I'm going to fly my jet over to this show I'm doing in Dubai. I'd be like, all right, I'm here for it. Live it, lady. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. If you want to support us, we're going to have private membership live streams all week long. I'm going to have a special one on Thursday, February 1st. That one, I'm gonna, I've am going to. i got a couple pieces of tea I'm saving for you for Thursday. We're going to do it nice and longer that day and give you all of that love. But I do them every single day, so you can check in on that, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. And also, don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends and your communities. And we'll be back tonight for a pre-show and post-show Bachelor live stream on YouTube. We'll see you then. As always, I'm Dave Neal. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.